0: It's my pleasure to have you join us here on The Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. That's a mission right there. Save more, spend less, avoid getting ripped off. And so my job, my role, is to provide you with information that helps you do those things. When you call in with a question... To answer that question in a way that is something that is correct and that you can act on in your life. But there are times that that promise is something you feel I fail to deliver on. And this is not a normal talk show where, you know, the host says whatever and all he or she is doing is trying to convince you of their viewpoint. No, this is where we all learn together. And so I need your feedback. I need to know from you when I've disappointed you, when you feel I've given an incomplete answer or bad advice. And that's why on Clark.com, we have Clark Stinks, where you can go and post so that I can do a better job. And other people can read your disappointment or anger at me. They can have their own posts. And once a week... Our producer, Krista, goes through your posts on Clark Stinks and shares her favorites with you right here on the air. I should have
1: never encouraged
2: you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should
1: be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: Maybe you're right, pal. All right.
3: All right. All right, what? what you find out about
0: me this week?
3: Clark stinks in slow motion. Same old Clark. His years of unchanging ETF recommendations, a static 10% precious metals allocation, and a nearsighted Bitcoin astigmatism contaminate his current advice for anyone not invested for t- plus, 20 plus years. Please, sir, a two-year, a five-year, or whatever year division of investment guidance might be pertinent. Not all of us will live as long as Clark's perfect prophetic timeline.
0: That is actually brilliant. And that's why when I give advice, I give in different rings of advice. So today you'll hear me much more often talk about the advantage for many people of doing a target retirement fund where you base it not necessarily on how long you're going to live, but how long you're going to work, because getting the risk level right in a portfolio is so important, and most people are not really into investing. It doesn't interest them or intimidates them or whatever, and so the Target Retirement Fund vehicle has provided a great alternative where all you have to do is put money in it, and based on an expectation of when you're going to retire, the money is continually changed where it's invested to get to the right level mix of risk, hopefully, for how close you are to that retirement. As far as handling investing based on a shorter lifespan, investing becomes steadily more difficult to precisely draw up a portfolio when the investment window is shorter, and that's why I talk about investment advice generally in terms of longer windows of time, not shorter windows, particularly anything under seven years.
3: Hi, Clark and team. About the lady who was offered what she feels is a lowball amount for her totaled car, you didn't mention that she may have the option of buying the car back from the insurance money. Depending on the level of damage, she may be able to have it fixed and continue to drive it. There are some downsides, like the car would have a salvage title, making it harder to sell, but sounds like she is going to use up most of the value in it anyway. I would imagine that a car of that vintage could be bought back from an insurance company for $500 to $900. Of course, she still needs to negotiate an, a fair settlement offer and whether or not it's going to be safe to drive. Thanks for all you and your team do. Brian. Brian,
0: thank you. And for people who did not hear that call, it was someone whose car was totaled that was quite old, and she didn't want to give up the car. And the idea of buying the vehicle at that point, having the scarlet letter of a salvage title would not really be of any harm to her. And that is a great suggestion. And buying the car back from the insurance company was Something I should have suggested and did not. I appreciate it.
3: Clark, your rant about insurance companies who use a credit score in their pricing model for life insurance failed to consider a really important issue. How likely is it that the policy will lapse for non payment of premiums prior to the death of the insured? Insurance companies build into their pricing assumption that some policies will lapse for non payment of premiums. When a policy lapses, the insurance company gets to keep the premiums paid and never has to pay out on the policy. A person with a low credit score is much more likely to allow a policy to lapse than a person with a high credit score. You're right, that credit score probably isn't a good indication of how long one will live, but it does provide relevant information about the probability of a policy lapse. A person with a low credit score may actually get a cheaper quote for the life insurance than the person with a high credit score, because the company may makes the most money on a policy if it lapses.
0: What an interesting post. Now, what I've read about this is that people are being charged higher premiums when their credit score is lower, not lower premiums. And using the example you gave, insurers front load a lot of the commissions if an agent's involved. And it may be that an insurer, going with your example, that someone with a lower credit score is more likely to stop paying on an insurance policy, the insurer may not have been able to collect premiums long enough to cover the commissions they would have paid to an agent. But I really appreciate that perspective because I haven't seen that as a reason insurers may charge higher for life insurance based on the fact that someone has a low credit score.
3: Hi, Clark. You continue to do a great service to our society, so you really don't stink. But I have some advice for your listeners that you may not have thought of yet. For those who are frustrated with spammers calling their cell phones, you usually give advice to use some of the apps created to combat the issue, but otherwise tell callers there's not much else they can do besides not answering the phone if an unknown number calls. Well, we can beat the spammers at their own game. The overwhelming majority of spam calls use spoofing to make it appear as if the lo- it's a local number calling. The idea is that people are more likely to answer a call from a local number, even if they don't recognize the number. The solution? Select a phone number for your cell phone that is not a local number to where you actually live. Live in North Carolina like me? Get a cell phone number or an overlay number from Google Voice from an Indiana area code. Because you don't know anybody from Indiana, you know with 100% certainty that you can Any call you get from that area code are spammers spoofing what they think is a local number. The great side effect is that you can safely answer even unknown numbers who are actually local to you. The spammers think I'm in Indiana and spoof that area code. When I see a local North Carolina number, it's virtually guaranteed to be a legitimate call. So I answer it. I've never been wrong in doing so. Finally, my shameless plea. One of my bucket list items is to have our Clarknificent host declare that I am a member of Team Clark. Maybe this idea is worthy. Can one can dream. Keep up the good work, Clark, Larry in Charlotte, North Carolina. Larry, you are now an
0: official member of Team Clark. That is a great suggestion. I was already thinking that through for myself about having an area code far from home as a way to deal with that. Today alone, I have received four phone calls from the same supposed local number. A voicemail never left. I will not answer a call from a number I don't recognize. Your strategy is really a neat idea.
3: Hi, Clark, and you're a member of the team for sure. Absolutely. I love listening to your show while driving home from work. One caller mentioned that he was thinking of transferring his old employer's 401k, and the term net unrealized appreciation kept coming up. They most likely were referring to appreciated company stock in the 401k. There are particular rules that need to be followed, for which I won't go into detail here, But if the company's stock is transferred into a brokerage account rather than another tax-deferred account, it can qualify for capital gains treatment on the NUA rather than taxed entirely as ordinary income, which may be beneficial to the participant. They should discuss this with their accountant before transferring. Thank you, Clark, for the great advice and tips that you give. Cheryl Sanfilippo, CPA.
0: You are 100% correct. And I've dealt with the issue before of somebody having stock in a 401k and the advantage of the special provision where you can sell it outside of the 401k and get much lower tax treatment. And that never occurred to me in the midst of that call. Thank you. I missed that element of the call.
3: Hi, Clark. On your podcast, a high-income earner called in and asked for advice on how to invest more of his money. He was already putting in 15% to his 401k, plus the company match. You recommended a Roth, but said nothing about investing into a non-retirement account. What you should have told him is to invest more of his after-tax money into the stock-slash-bond markets via Vanguard, Schwab, or possibly a robo-advisor. When one invests for the future, it shouldn't all be tied up in retirement funds." The goal is to be financially independent, which, if done wisely, can happen before retirement age. At age 53, my wife and I are financially independent, but we could have only done this if we would also invested in non-retirement brokerage accounts. This has allowed me to leave my high-income earning, high-stress job, and take time off to explore other interests and have the time to get back into shape and spend time with my family. My wife enjoys her career and continues to work, but has the option to work less or not at all if she so desires. Our retirement money continues to grow, while we live off our investments and reduced income. Keep up the good work, Clark. Your advice in general is outstanding. Well, I think it's
0: outstanding that you set up the way you've handled money in your life as a max saver, that you are in a position to be able to retire young, and that your wife works just because she wants to, Not because she has to, because of how the two of you have handled money. It is true if you are a max saver and you have the intention, as most max savers do, of retiring somewhere between 45 and 55 years old and live in comfort the rest of your life, it can't all be about money put in qualified retirement accounts. You need to have investment accounts as well, very heavily tilted towards index funds or the equivalent, because of the very favorable tax treatment they receive while that money is growing in those, and then when you cash them in at some point, to live on. Great advice, and this is why we do Clark Stinks. Think how much great information has been shared during this segment. There's something about me you want to talk about, you feel I'm missing something, please go to Clark.com, go to Clark Stinks, and let me know. Connie is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Connie. Hi, Clark. How are you today? Wonderful. I hope you're great, especially when somebody calls to ask me about a will. I hope they're in really great shape.
1: <laughs> I am, but before I'm not, uh, I, I did want to ask your thoughts on these online wills that seem to be uh, advertised and, and popping up. Um, what do you think? Are they worth it? Depends on your
0: personal situation. If your situation is very, what I call, linear and simple, then it's Uh fine. So the things that would disqualify you from doing one of the wills that you would do with, like, Willmaker or you do with LegalZoom would be the two big players in doing your own will online or with software. With, With them, if you are in a situation where you have no blended family in other words you don't have his kids, her kids their kids, that kind of thing right. um, uh-huh. you don't have a huge amount of money you don't own your own business and you don't have family members that will do their best imitation of being the nastiest meanest people on earth fighting about money after you're gone Right. Do you have okay. any of those circumstances?
1: Um yeah I do. I think I do. So it probably wouldn't work for me.
0: Exactly. Um, so then yeah. you hire a lawyer who does Wills Estates and Trusts. Okay. Not just What's any that? old what? lawyer who says, Yeah, I did a will for my cousin once. No, you want somebody <laughs> who this is what he or she does and uh uh-huh and if you make a lot of money, you want one of the really fancy firms. If you don't have a lot of money, you want somebody who is maybe a sole practitioner who does wills, estates, and trusts or in a very small firm.
1: What would be an average or a reasonable cost for one of those going through a lawyer, if you know?
0: Well, there there's no real way to say an average. Like somebody who's got their own business, has complications, has a good deal of money, they're going to spend in the many, many thousands of dollars for what would go beyond just a will and it would be a complete estate plan. I mean, it could even break beyond what you'd pay for a used car is what the legal bills would be. Somebody who has a little bit of complication, a little bit of money, nothing too extravagant and you're going to a lawyer for a more um, straight-on, just-will kind of situation, you could be looking at several hundred dollars to a $1,000 or so.
1: And it sounds like that would be money very well spent, then.
0: Yeah, because if you don't do a well-thought-out, professionally-prepared will by an experienced person, if there's any complication with family drama, money, business ownership, blended family whatever the fighting that can happen after the fact and the disagreements not only can cost money but cause real hurt that goes on for a long time
1: i've seen that happen i have seen that in other families so i don't want it to happen with mine okay
0: well i hope that helps
1: you It does. I sure appreciate it. Thanks for your time, and thanks for all you do for all of
0: us consumers. Absolutely, and stay healthy for a long, long time. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. There's an industry going through change that is so extreme right now, and it's the home security system industry. The traditional burglar arm industry is really morphing, and at the same time, you as a consumer have options far beyond what you ever could have had in the past. A gentleman just last weekend was showing me the system that he has, which is a, a series of nest thermostats because he's got a bigger home. He has nest security cameras. He's got a nest security system as his burglar alarm in his house. And that's just one of the things that's happening. So if the alarm goes off, he can then look immediately at one of his nest cameras and see if there actually is an intruder, at all. And with the very affordable network connected cameras that are self-install, the security systems that are self-install, you now can do something that was really a pipe dream for someone who didn't have technical capability as recently as 3 years ago. The pioneer in this field was a company called Simply Safe. But today, on our security system install guide, we have nearly 10 companies listed that are offering you the options to have your own security suite at your home, because I can't call it just a traditional burglar alarm. to have your own security suite that you self-install that you can either have professionally monitored depending on the system or have alerts sent directly to your smartphone and you decide whether or not you're going to call the police it's really your option and it has changed the equation of the advice i used to give because the advice i over the decades gave about burglar alarm systems was pretty linear about how you shop for a company how you never sign a contract for monitoring, what are the components you want to have installed as part of a unit. And now you can go on the internet or walk in a discount store and you can buy a system right then and there and add very affordable additional components as necessary. So at Clark.com you can see the list. Ring, which is That's an Amazon company, I think. Ring, which has the Ring doorbell, the Ring security cameras, now after resolving an intellectual property dispute, has launched the Ring alarm that the base system is $200, and then add-on items are generally in the range of $20 to $30, right in that range, for the various components you might need to add on to your system. The best deal may be in the marketplace for people if you already have an Ooma phone, O-O-M-A. Ooma has its own security system that depending on which Ooma plan you're on, the monitoring of your security system may in fact be free. And so the ability now your dwelling to be secure is great. And you can even put some of this stuff on top of an existing system. We have a traditional burglar alarm and we were out of town, the alarm went off, but I have cameras installed at the house and I was able to pull up on the cameras and look around and it turned out it was a false alarm. way before we would have known, Based on police response, we were able to know just from our cameras. So know that the technology that both invades our privacy does at the same time create a safer environment for us at our homes. Julie joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Julie. Hello, Clark. How are you? Great, thank you,
4: Julie. Thank you. What
0: um, are you thinking of a- doing?
4: Well, I have two kids going to college this fall, and um, so we were trying to look at a way to kind of cut our losses on room and board. So our son has been out of the house for a couple years, kind of earning his own way. And so we had thought maybe since he's handy and he has some skills, he's learned that we would buy a fixer upper and let him live in it and then turn around and sell it when he was finished with college and hopefully make a little money. And we're not quite sure, like, what to do with the, um, like, put it in his name, put it in our name, or um, we also have a revocable trust, so we could put it in there. And I didn't really know what the tax implications would be. All right. well, you know? this is,
0: and you brought up something, right, words coming right out of my mouth, this is a situation where if you have an accountant you go to for tax work Mm -hmm. you absolutely want to go to him or her and discuss it now there's things outside of tax and that Mm -hmm. is is your son mature enough that you feel okay with him being either owner in total or owner and part of this property and one way you can structure something like this is he has a mortgage paid to you Mm -hmm. he has to pay Mm -hmm. you so So he does the improvements to the home, you know, you buy a Mm fixer-upper, he puts in his sweat equity and that gives him some percent of ownership of the property if you want to do it like that. But then you get back what you put in it in money he pays you each month or that he buys out a share of yours at the time he is no longer using it and renting it out. But if he gets a multi-bedroom, he could have tenants in it while he's in it as well mm-hmm. and okay. generate revenue. Is that a possibility?
4: I think that's a good possibility, yeah. He's a pretty agreeable guy, and I think he could find some friends to live with him.
0: He's got to be not just agreeable, he's got to make them pay the rent, too.
4: And it's <laughs> yeah, due each exactly. Month.
0: But, yeah. but I love this. I mean, you brought an element in that changes the equation. The fact that your son is capable of doing repairs himself and mm-hmm. fix up himself changes the math. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that he is industrious, he's been out working for a couple of years, he shows some uh, meaningful maturity and responsibility. I like mm-hmm. it, but... I would definitely talk with uh, the person who does your tax work to see what is the smartest way for the ownership to be structured from that standpoint, but you also have the practical side as well, that he should see tangible reward for his effort.
4: Okay. Okay, yeah.
0: Um, As far as putting it in an existing trust, don't do Mm -hmm. that. Okay. If you ended up doing anything along those lines, are you in a position to pay cash for a fixer-upper, or would you have to borrow the money?
4: No, we have cash that we had saved up.
0: All right, so if you're doing cash, you can, and this could be something that your accountant might say, yeah, that's a great idea, or may give you reasons why not, you put it in an LLC, its own limited liability company.
4: Okay. Okay. Um, we have a LLC that we do other business through. Is it okay to use that one? No. Or does it need to be the, a separate
0: The reason you do a separate one is if you have somebody, let's say one of his fellow college students turns out not to be as responsible as your son, something mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. generates a lawsuit, the LLC being a single issue only for that property, you limit the exposure. If it's in an mm-hmm. LLC that has other activities going on the other activities can end up being hurt by the llc having to be a defendant in a legal action
4: okay okay all right that makes sense
0: but the idea of having a affordable property that your son creates potential wealth for himself creates some wealth for you provides housing for him while he's at school that's a real win all the way around.
4: Okay, good. We, we hope that it would be a good deal for all of us.
0: Yeah. Now, if if I was asking one of my kids to do that going to college, uh, not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. You got to know your kids. And your kids, your son you know, really has it together. And uh, some of my kids don't have it together. They're just never going to be able to do the kind of stuff your son can do. Jane joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello Jane. Hi, how are you today? Great, thank you, Jane. Thank you for taking my call. Sure, you're going through or have been through some difficult stuff you want to run by me.
5: Yes, yeah, so I um was divorced in March of 2016 and I filed for bankruptcy due to the divorce in September 2016. Um, My name is still on a mortgage that I no longer live in the house. Um, So that's Kind of an issue, um, but I, I'm getting to the point now. I've gotten very accustomed to living off of what I earn and not having any credit cards. But I'm getting to the point where it would be nice to have one for emergency situations, or if I'm, you know, going somewhere um, or something for, you know, one of my kids at school. So I, I think that, you know, based on the fact that it's been almost two years, I just wanted to know. Is there one card that I have a better option, a better chance of getting approved on, um, because I do freeze my credit? Thank you for teaching me about that. Sure, and you'd have to you know, th- so you'd I, have to I,
0: thaw for an application.
5: Right. So credit. before I go, and in, in where I live, it's ten dollars per um, credit company to thaw it. So not for much in,
0: longer. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, freezing and thawing credit is going to be completely free starting in September.
5: Oh, then I should probably wait then until then.
0: Well, also, I wanted to tell you that the the best way to reestablish credit is going to be to establish a relationship with a credit union. Do you have any credit union accounts?
5: No, I don't have any, but there are a couple of them in my state.
0: So go into, if there's a branch office near you on your commute, um, go into one sit down with somebody and find out if they offer a fresh start program. Just tell them, kind of like the Cliff Notes version of your situation like you gave me. Yeah. And uh, it's a common thing with credit unions, and it came out of the Great Recession last decade, that a common credit union product is a fresh start program where they help you get reestablished with your first new credit card.
5: Okay. Okay.
0: And it's a pretty simplified procedure, put a certain amount of money to work in that credit union, and then they give you a credit card, Visa or MasterCard, and usually after about a year, the credit card is completely unrestricted in terms of the money you have in the credit union, you're just free to build credit with it. And it does not report it as a secured card, it's reported as a, a real regular Visa or MasterCard you know, eventually this thing will heal. It may cause you a problem, may short circuit you right now getting a credit card through a fresh start program. But let's wait, let's let the clock run a little till you're able to thaw your credit for free. Best to you as you move forward with your, uh, your life, both financially and personally.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
0: Hi, Clark. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you, Ray. How can I serve you? Uh,
6: I was looking uh, online the last couple of days, and I found an app online uh, touting to be your financial assistant, and I was wondering what your views were about those types of apps.
0: I think for the right person, they're perfect. If you are trying to get your finances organized and you're trying to figure out where you can reduce expenses in different phases of your life, I think it's wonderful. I mean, you have to give these apps a great deal of information about you. You often have to give them access to your actual accounts to do what they are going to do. But if it gets you control, gets you better deals on the money you have, gets you better deals on the money you owe, I think these are fine as long as they're free or cheap. Do you know how much the one is you're looking at?
6: Uh, there's a free version, and then there's another uh, paid version that's like $39 a year for some advanced features. My biggest concern was the you know, the legitimacy and the security aspect of, of these apps.
0: Which one are you specifically thinking about? And, and if I know about it, I'll tell you.
6: Uh, the one I was looking at that I had seen was uh, called Empower.
0: Yeah, Empower does a, a pretty wide number of things for you. And it is legit. I've never had a complaint about mPower. And what I recommend is that you start with the free version, and you may not go past the free version, or you may find you become so embedded with it that it's worth spending roughly 40 bucks a year to have the more powerful version.
6: Okay, that sounds good.
0: What kind of things good. in your life are you hoping that Empower will get done for you oh
6: so just maybe uh you know find some you know it says it can find like cheaper rates for like uh automobile insurance you know those types of things uh, you know i'm thinking but that might be easier than me looking all over the internet for stuff like that
0: so the advantage of a shopping service is that a lot of us intend to get around to things like that and just don't and turning Correct. it over to okay. an app or a service, is it's fine with me if you want to do that.
6: Okay, that's great. I'll uh, have to give a, give the tr- uh, the free version a try then.
0: All right. Well, best Thanks to you. And, and I hope the next day there isn't some scandal that erupts where an app ended up having its information broken into or whatever, which is always the danger with any of these apps. But... Hopefully everything will work out A-OK. Okay. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that I appreciate so much that you've just tuned into our podcast, that you had faith in the information and advice you get. You want more information from us? One of the best ways to get Clark smart is with our free newsletters, Clark Daily, Clark Deals, and Travel Escape. Sign up now. You'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if you think I'm wasting your time. Go to clark.com newsletters.